Hey everybody, welcome to Small Talk Japan. My name is Mitch, this is my co-host. Josh. And we have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about how Japan is reaching 1 million COVID booster shots per day. Nice. We also will have a story about how Japan is totally going to open up their borders to everybody and rainbows will fill the sky. And we're also going to do a speed run on all Japan and Ukraine related news. After that, we'll be talking about the new Spirited Away live-action stage play in Tokyo. Which, and if you haven't seen the pictures for this, is amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing. And? And, and also, we'll and be talking also. about a touching gift from a Japanese teacher to a student. I don't know if touching is the best word for that, but... Word choice, Josh, <laughs> word choice. Uh, we'll also talk about how we're going to continue to whitewash Japan with the new movie starring Burapi. Burapi? Burapi. Brad... And we're also going to talk about the Osaka World Expo terrifying logo creature thing. Oh and finally, for all of you Walking Dead fans out there, there's a new banned weapon in Japan. Roll that intro. Dun, 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 dun. We should talk like we're talking over the intro. Oh, yeah. We're talking over the intro. Talking over the intro, right? Yeah. Talking over the intro. You're wearing like a short sleeve shirt. I'm wearing a full-on jacket and a little cold still. <laughs> And somehow we're still kind of matching. Well, they can't see us right now. The, ro the intro is rolling. Speaking of Zoolander, you kind of look like Zoolander. You've never seen Zoolander. Yeah, this is... Well, he's never seen Titanic. Titanic sucks. Well, you've never seen it. So Does it matter? Play. I don't need to see that movie. Everybody else saw it for me. Zoolander, you have to see. The second one you can skip, but Zoolander, you definitely have to see. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. Let's get to the stories today. First, we got Japan reaching a target of 1 million booster shots per day, like six months after the rest of the world got there. Good hey, job. at least we're, we're getting there. You know, this is the second time this happened. When the, when the first vaccine rollout happened, it's like the whole world is like going to concerts and having a great time. And then like Japan's like, well, we don't know. We'll think about giving you guys your vaccines, maybe. And then yeah. suddenly, like, six months later, it's like the machine was rolling and, like, everybody was vaccinated a day later. Well, I mean, that's the most Japanese explanation for anything. Like, we're very slow to adapt, but once we adapt, everybody adapts. It's, you, did, you, you said it in a really friendly way. It's just that everybody goes with it. Yeah. It's like, it's, like, it's like the stadium, the wave. You know, you do the wave thing. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to get it started, but once it's started, everybody does it. Yeah, basically. We're the wave of booster shots. Wave three. Let's not call it the wave. Let's not call it the wave. <laughs> anyway, so uh, you're boosted. Yeah, I am. So are you. Uh, yeah, I got boosted really quickly. Uh, they gave me my letter and I was just like, let's get an appointment today. Did you yeah. have a reaction? Um, yeah, I did. This was the first one that I had a reaction to. I had a fever of 38.8 degrees Celsius, which is in Fahrenheit. A little bit above a whatever little, is normal. A little bit higher than that, yeah. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever normal is, plus one or two. <laughs> but it only really affected me for a day, and then the next day I was fine. I had a pretty high fever for like 20 hours, to, and I ate like all the Advil I had, and I was fine. Oh, I was so thirsty. I drank like literally like 10 liters of water. Dude, I was too. Like yeah. I drank like two liters of water plus like two things of, okay, if you guys at home don't know what Pulcati Sueto is, it's basically shitty Gatorade. Yeah, it's Gatorade that tastes like sweat. <laughs> yeah, it's shitty Gatorade. It's like, dude, because Gatorade's fun, comes in all the colors. You get to pick your flavor that you like. It's all probably terrible for you. Yeah. But like Pulcati Sweat comes in one flavor. It's called snotty, cloudy flavor. <laughs> what is the flavor? It's like lemony. Kind of. It. It's... 
like salt flavored. <laughs> so like Gatorade was developed by the Gators at the University of Florida right. and it made their football team the best according to Gatorade history. According to marketing, yes. Gatorade history, okay? <laughs> anyway, so that's why it's called Gatorade for those of you who didn't know this. That all that they really discovered was like you need electrolytes when you're when you're working out. Right. So they like put a little salt and water and here you go. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out. But anyway, so to cover that, they like made all these different flavors and everything. And so, yeah. What's it called? Brondo. Brondo? What is it? Electrolytes. It's what plants crave. Idiocracy? Idiocracy. I've seen that movie. Not Titanic, though. (laughs) Anyway, congratulations, Japan, on getting to one million a day booster shots. I think that that's going to go... I don't think as many people will get their third shot as they got their second shot. Mm. Because like a lot of my friends are like, well, I don't know, I already got two. I'm like, yeah, but you're supposed to get three. And they're like, I don't know. Oh, wait, this is not the right. This is a different story. Here we go. Japan to lift border. Uh, limited Japan border easing stirs hope worry for foreigners. Please open the borders. <laughs> so open I'm going to summarize this article. Okay, so you don't have to read it, guys. Basically, Kashida's government is like, dude, we're totally going to don't do anything I'm about to say. Open the border. Don't do it for select foreigners to come here and we're going to have really, really strict quarantining. Don't do anything that I'm saying measures and it'll be totally fine. This is what he's doing. Yeah, man. I mean, they've been saying they're going to open the borders for how long now? How long has the border been closed? Two years? I think officially probably. What was that video game that has the meme? Shut everything down. It's basically that. Oh, uh, I mean, it, it's called Pandemic or it's Infection some kind or of something. Pandemic game, yeah. It, yeah, it was a mobile game. So anyway, like the country has been ostensibly closed since the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, like, but here's the dig. Here's the annoying thing. Yeah, Japanese people totally free to go wherever they want. Yeah, that that's the problem. Like, uh, what's the point if you're not shutting it down completely? Right. <laughs> like, there's no point at all. The only thing it's doing is ruining our economy what are you talking about there are absolutely no effects of this on anybody yeah yeah talking to two people who are directly affected by this yeah um ricky we miss you uh so anyway let's get uh, let's do a speed run on, on japan and ukraine really quick to get through all the serious news okay uh just to go back to the previous story japan's borders are not going to open until somebody gets really pissed off at mr kishida or something 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 i don't know i don't know or they'll just suddenly open it without any warning. Kind of like how they just rolled out the vaccine. They're just yeah, like, suddenly, yeah. here's the vaccine, guys. Yeah. Like, we were thinking, like, oh, we're not going to get the vaccine in months. And then it was like, okay, starting tomorrow, everybody. Oh, okay. You're like, line up. You're like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. It's been pretty messy. That's why you shouldn't put bureaucrats in charge of things. Okay. So here we go. <clears throat> Japan and Ukraine. I'm just going to go through these really quick. Uh, Japan to answer Ukraine's call for uh, to arms against Russia. Se- 70 J- Japanese do this. So these videos are all over the internet. You can see them in America. You can see them in Britain. You can see them in Japan. People are going to the Ukrainian embassies and, and other places and trying to volunteer uh, for their foreign... What's it called? the foreign league or whatever, basically. They basically want to join the Ukrainian army in defeating the Russians. What do you think about that? 
Would you do that? I would not do that, but I'm I'm a pussy. <laughs> Dude, so I saw these two guys. Like this was the the Japanese one wasn't like videotaped. I'm pretty sure, but I saw these two guys in Britain like try to get in. They like they go to the embassy. They're like pressing the call button. They're like, "Hi, we want to sign up for your army." <laughs> and they're like, "Do you have any relevant experience?" They're like, "Yes." They're like, "Okay." It was pretty cool. Well, I mean, what do you call it? the Ukrainian? president he was saying like on tv oh, anybody who wants to join just come on join us come they help. kind of backtracked they, they tweeted that and they kind of backtracked it they're like if you have experience firing <laughs> weapons in the right direction then okay if you've done more than play call of duty <laughs> well actually you could probably get a good a good amount of experience from call of duty i'm not gonna lie but anyway um for those who are trying to sign up i don't think any of the japanese were actually accepted but I do know that some people traveled there like right before it happened. So who knows? Good luck. And seriously, good luck, Ukraine. Let's keep going. Japan to accept people displaced by Russian invasion of Ukraine. This story is also bullshit. I don't think they're actually going to do it. They're just saying that they're going to take in, I think, 7,000 was the number that Kushida said or the government said. And I think it's bullshit. I think five. Hmm, yeah, so that's just bullshit. I mean, maybe they'll have a system that'll be really hard and like have a Japanese test in it and in the end not. Maybe the good looking girls will come here and they'll marry them. Will that fix Japan's population problem? I don't know. Dude, actually, I'm just kidding about this story. I mean, I hope that they do, like if there are, uh, what do they call them? Refugees that the Japan does do their part in, in accepting them. Mm-hmm. I recently learned about a story. I didn't even know, to, know this, but during World War II, you know how we have Schindler's List? Yeah. Dude, this is a positive story, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know how we have Schindler's List where Schindler like, was like uh, responsible for saving countless lives? Yeah. So apparently, I didn't know this, but like during... Um, uh, don't want to, One of the countries that were affected by the war, I, I, I haven't actually watched the movie, but I just I learned about the story just very briefly. There was a Japanese passport issuer. Okay. And he issued something like 6,000 passports for fleeing Jews. And they all came to Japan and like something, the projection of the the lives that he saved and like their children and grandchildren came up to be like over 10,000 people or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like one bureaucrat. Sorry for talking shit bureaucrats. This one bureaucrat in a passport issuing office. I should know this guy's name. I'll Google it while you're talking. And, uh, but anyway, that was a cool story that I learned about. So good luck to... The Japanese government put, uh, importing refugees. I hope that they do. Wait, we're still going. Okay, so Japan. Now, here's here's one. That, these two good stories. Japan is kind of getting involved in the conflict by giving bulletproof vests and other goods to Ukraine, which is cool. You know? Um, and they also, they're giving them things like, things like generators and things like, basically non-pew-pewy weapony stuff. So how does Russia react to countries that are like, giving things to ukraine but not directly getting involved in the war well do you want me to do an impersonation of putin sure have you seen the putin meme with boobs no it's the best you guys will google this right now (laughs) uh so so this this is this is called a war by proxy and it's it's been happening for you know centuries um, one of the biggest examples of this is actually what happened in Afghanistan back before America did it. Russia did it. They invaded Afghanistan. And you can actually, there's actually a kind of a documentary slash Hollywood movie called uh, Charlie Wilson's War. You can watch that and it kind of gives the story of this and it's pretty accurate. But anyways, the Americans didn't like the USSR and then the USSR was like, oh, we'll just invade Afghanistan because everybody's really easily done that throughout the history of Afghanistan. Never once happened, guys. And um, so they were like, they invaded, which they, they blitzed in really quickly, but then it became like a hold and siege war 
which is never fun and no one really wins in those situations. And America pumped tons of cash and weapons into the, to, I think that the Taliban, I think it was who was in control, whoever was in control at that time. And so they were fighting off the Russians using all of these, like they had this crazy route to get these weapons there. Basically America was producing, I think, AKs and giving them to like Israel or something. And then Israel was giving to the Egyptians and they were giving, there was like this crazy route to get these weapons to Afghanistan. And the, the Russians never proved it, not the Russians, the Soviets never proved it, but it was the United States basically having a war with Russia by proxy. Okay. So how do they, how would Russia react now to Japan giving? Well, the reason why Japan is choosing to go non-hot stuff, basically like defensive things, is so that Japan could then claim, oh, we're not directly involved in the conflict. We're just trying to save lives. Mm -hmm. It's like a humanitarian thing. And uh, the Germans also tried to play that game too. But then like, I think, I don't know where some, one day during this, this conflict, the Germans were just like, fuck that. And they gave them like anti-tank missiles and shit. Well, their, what do you call it? Their military budget went up by like a billion dollars or something, right? <laughs> right. So like, so, you know, you, you can, you can fight this war by proxy indirectly if it's like a little skirmish somewhere, but because of the boldness of the Russian, uh, not the Russian, I shouldn't blame the Russian people because not the people, right, the people it's, it's the, the governments that are making this, these decisions, but because of the boldness of Putin and dude, have you, did you, have you seen any of these meetings of his? Yeah, he with the super long table. With the super long table, they just get longer and longer. He's every time. such a villain. He's like <laughs> he's like Doctor Evil. He really is. But anyway, so like, and then he had this meeting before they decided to go to the war, where he asked like all the ministers and everything for their expert opinion. They're all like, I don't know what to say. But anyway, because he's so bold about this, and the and the the invasion is so obviously bullshit that the whole world is turned against him. Right. So it's kind of like it's almost a game of chicken at this point. It's like because they've got nukes. Right? right and america's got nukes and the european countries have nukes and there's nuclear armed su submarines in the peninsula all along japan which by the way they're totally not there but they totally are there and uh so basically it's like if anybody hits the nuke button it's like goodbye world what do you call it the worst timeline the darkest timeline darkest timeline so they're like it's basically like mad right plus pushing a little bit to see how far we can go okay so that's basically, we, we don't really know what's happening. But as of right now, there is no direct conflict between the European NATO nations and America and the Russian forces. Mm. So it's still a war by proxy. So technically they can't attack. Well, they can if they wanted to, but there's no like justification for them to attack. But, you know, it's anyway. And then finally, to get rid to, to get over this Ukraine, Japan uh, uh, news blitz here is finally... People in Japan donate $17 million uh, in relief funds to Ukraine. So this is just the people of Japan. Mm. It's a good job. Good job, guys. That is one of the coolest things, you know, that and like actually volunteering to be in the foreign league. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So good job. Good job. Actually, this happened during a lot of uh, past uh, natural disasters and things like that. The government, not always the fastest moving entity in this country, but the people are always really, really quick to, right. give, to give aid and things like that. Okay, less serious news. Spirited Away live action stage play opens in Tokyo and the photos look amazing. So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you can see some of the photos right now. But, uh, I mean, you've seen Spirited Away, right? What's the Japanese name for Spirited Away? No, Sen Tochihiro Kami Kakushi or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But They call it Sen no Tochi... Sen no Tochi... What the fuck was it? You keep... I'll look it up. Anyways, uh, I think this is my favorite 
Studio Ghibli movie. So I would actually really like to go and see this stage play. The photos look really good. Yeah, and the thing is, is they actually... So because it's a it's a, a Japanese production, they have basically two full casts and mm. they rotate. And the play, the person who plays Yubaba is literally the person who plays Yubaba in the in the in the anime. Oh, really? The voice, the yeah. Voice. Oh, so she does it perfectly, I imagine. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, so it is Sento Chihiro no Kamikakushi. So yeah, it is opening in Tokyo. They had previews of it, and if you guys uh, watch the podcast on YouTube, we'll put some pictures up of it. It looks really cool. Uh, and then the two people who are playing Sen, the little girl, uh, one is a, a formal idol as well. Oh, that's... Okay, I thought she looked familiar. Like you know who she is. So just looking this up really quick, uh, the the guy's name is uh, Sugihara Chu, Chiune, uh, and he's been called the Japanese Schindler. And it's, a, it's actually a movie. I think you can watch it on Amazon Prime. All right, so the two actresses that play... Uh... The main character one is Kanna Hashimoto, who was an idol, and yeah, she's she's really famous. Right? She's always on TV and stuff like that. And the other one is Mone Kamishiraishi, but I'm not quite sure who that is. I mean, they're they're both like young and cute, you know. Mm. And so, and uh, the one thing that's really amazing about that uh, live action sh- uh, play is the sets apparently are really really cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I would actually really like to see that. I haven't seen a live show in Japan since I saw. Ooh, I forgot the name of it. There's a there's a live comedy production in Osaka. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The really famous one, right? Yeah, they put it on TV all the time. Uh, anyway, that was the last time I think I saw a show in Japan. I think the last time I saw a stage play was the stage play that I was in in high school. <laughs> that was a long time ago. One of my Japanese friends had to learn the Seasons of Love song from Rent. Oh, yeah. For like his graduation for an English thing. And I was like, do you know what that's from? He's like, no, we picked it because we like the words. I'm like, it's a off, it's a Broadway play. It's like a musical show to it. And he's like, really? I'm like, has anybody in your school seen this play? And he's like, no. I'm like, so weird. Well, I mean, that song is probably more famous than the show itself. It's literally, you, you click it on YouTube, it just says rent in the middle of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. God, I want to see a Broadway. I haven't seen a Broadway show in forever. Oh, they're so good. Have you ever seen a Broadway show? A Broadway show? No. Bro- or off-Broadway, obviously, because it'd probably have to travel to you, but... Um, no. I don't think I've ever seen, like, outside of Hawaii's, like, small stage plays. I've never seen, like, a actual play. Dude, Broadway, you cry, man. Like, the, the performance they get... It's one... Okay, not only is it live, so it's, like, happening in real time, but, like, they all kind of... It's like uh, the suspension of reality that you have in, in the show... And everybody's playing a part in the show. And so, like, it just, I don't know, it's just like this magical thing that just happens where everybody participates in this thing together. Unlike a movie. A movie is something that happens at you. A show is something that you participate in. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can understand. And it's just, it's just really cool. Anyway, you have one more not-so-serious story to get to before we get to whitewashing. <laughs> uh, this is Chalk. Yep. And it's a touching Pokemon goodbye from a Japanese teacher to his students. So you saw this. I don't know anything about Pokemon. You saw this picture. Do you understand what it is? I mean, I think I know what game it's from, but I'm not entirely sure. I think it's because they came out with a a recent Pokemon game, a 3D one. Maybe that's where it's from, but I haven't. Don't you play Pokemon Go still? Like it's like two years ago. Uh, I downloaded it again because my students play it. And like I was trying to talk to them about it, but... 
not that much. The VP of my English school, our English school, she is trying to get our school to be a poke stopper training gym oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that means. She, you have to get to like a super high level in the game, but you can like, you can make a location in the game that'll show our logo. And then if they swipe it, then they can get like items and stuff like that. But you can also put like coupons and stuff like, like free trial lesson or something like that. Whatever. Good luck. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, so we got this new movie coming out. It's called Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt. Budapi. Budapi. I love Japanese. I've never heard anyone say Budapi Brad Pitt before. is Budapi. <laughs> anyway, um, if you guys haven't seen the trailer for this, that actually, I'm not going to lie, it looks really cool. But it's so weird because it's basically a Hollywood movie that's just set in a Japanese theater. And this Hollywood does this all the time. They they like the flying in these basically white actors and actresses into environments that they're not natively from and then they show a story. It's like uh, like okay, so for example, Last Samurai is like a perfect example of whitewashing. You've got a Japanese story mm-hmm. that could have been like there's so many like samurai out there that you could have made a movie about and been amazing. But they're like, oh, you know that one white guy that went to Japan that one time that kind of didn't happen like it did in the movie? Yeah. Let's tell that story instead with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Well, Tom Cruise sells, right? Well, Brad P also sells. Yeah, he also sells. That's why. But I know what they're doing. I'm just saying that it's hilarious they're doing it so obviously. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Watanabe Ken. I think mm-hmm. he's also in this movie. Well, he's like in every Japanese movie that is targeted at uh, Western Western right? They're like, the ja- what's that Japanese guy that's in all the Godzilla movies? Let's put him in here. Let them fight. It actually, so this movie looks pretty good because it's basically, it takes place in a bullet train and it's like, it's, it's from a novel and it's supposed to be from like somewhere up north to Tokyo, which is only like a 20 minute ride. So they changed it in the movie to like make it from oh, uh, Tokyo to Shinosaka. They should have just put on a normal train then instead of a bullet train to slow it down. Dude, it's two hours. So it's perfect. Yeah. But anyway, it's like the style of it looks kind of like uh, like cyberpunk a little bit. Okay, that's cool. Plus, you know, because Brad Pitt is the exact same fucking character in every one of his movies. He's like the kind of jokey everyday guy. Yeah. In every fucking movie he's in. Yeah. Also in this movie. Plus, yeah. things are happening around... Japanese things are happening around them. I, mean, I actually am looking forward to it. It kind of looks like a bullet train version of Fast and the Furious. No, and it, it, it looks like... There's parts of it that look like that in the trailer. And there's also parts of it that look like... Uh, what's that uh, Quentin Tarantino movie? Eh, with the sword fight. Kill Bill? Kill Bill. It kind of looks like that a little bit, too. Oh, I love Kill Bill. I don't get Quentin Tarantino movies. Have really? you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I haven't. Like, I watched it, and I just, like, at the end of it, just felt uncomfortable. I would just feel uncomfortable at the end of his movies. I like all the movies of his that I've seen. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I know he's, like, okay, well, some of them are good, but, like, I don't know. Like, Pulp Fiction was good. Yeah, Pulp Fiction's good. Uh, what else is there? What was it? I, try, I can't think of the name, but, uh, uh shit. Something Dogs. The one that was before Pulp Fiction. That one was good. It's about the police officer. I'm bleeding my ear. What's it called? I don't think I've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you seen... I don't know if it's the Django or Django Unchained. Uh, Django Unchained, yeah. Django Unchained. 
That was a good movie. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, that's what it is. Reservoir Dogs is good. I haven't seen that one. Reservoir Dogs is a cheaply, cheaply done movie. It's like one set and like 10 actors and it's just like dialogue. And it's really good. I mean, it's I, I think that's that's what made him famous. That was his, like his his like his achievement that got him to you know do all the. Have you heard Have you ever heard the theory that all the Quentin Tarantino movies are in like the same like hyper violent universe? universe? Yeah, I've heard that. I don't know. I don't know if I believe well, I mean, that. That's like a very common like myth for anyone who makes a lot of movies, right? I mean, the classic one is Pixar, but I think... Oh, I thought was... you were going to go MCU, because I'm like, those are in the same <laughs> universe. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, let's let's continue. Osaka has a new car- a new mascot for the World Expo, and we're going to put this on the screen, so if you guys are just listening to this, it, Google it. Wow, uh, it looks like an Ah uh, Real Monsters character. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a... That's a throwback. That's a reference, right? <laughs> it, it, it's like, if you guys haven't seen it, it's basically like a ring with eyeballs. Dude, do you know what angels in the Bible look like? Don't oh, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like an angel from the Bible. If you guys have never like looked up what biblical angels look like, they don't look like Cupid. Well, not most of them anyway. Yeah. Well, there are like a bunch of different angels, right? But like, there are a lot of memes about it. Yeah. Like, th- you can watch this on YouTube, but like, there's there's basically... One of the prophets, I forget which one, was like, like had a vision and he described all the angels from heaven and most of them are monstrous and scary as hell. Just throwing it out there if you guys haven't seen them. But anyway, um, so here we go. I'll pull it up on my phone so we can look at it together and you can put it on the screen. So the logo is this crazy, this thing. This is the winner? This is the actual logo of the expo. It's like, it's literally like an ah real monster, but drawn by a three-year-old. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> and so they're like, you know what we need? Because we're Japan, a fucking mascot as well. And so they're like, let's get a Yuduketa for the expo. And then they have like these three possibilities, which are all garbage. Like, yeah, I don't get it. So this is, uh, this is why you don't design things by committee. Because when everybody puts their ideas together, it's like cooking. If everybody puts in all their ingredients, it's just going to turn into mud. Yeah, that looks really weird. This is called Design by Committee. So which one's your favorite? Um, The first one's kind of cute. The third one reminds me of... You've probably never seen it, but there's that, uh, a TV show in America from like 15 years ago called... Are you calling me old? I think he just went a way <laughs> roundabout way of calling me old. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. What? There's a, it, it was a Cartoon Network show called Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. The third one kind of looks like a monster from that. Okay, first of all, Cartoon Network was not really a thing when I was growing up. Okay, we had like four channels. Back in my day. You had to turn the knob on the giant cathode ray tube. It kind of looks like this guy. He's the tall red monster kind of thing. Okay, I don't see it, but whatever. That's cute. This one's not cute. Yeah. So this is going to be one of those characters and logos that just gets remembered by like logo artists in the future going, remember when we did that? That was funny. I don't get it. Last story today, guys. Um, And this is a really serious story. I mean, like we really need to talk about this one. So if you've ever, if you guys have ever seen Walking Dead, you'll know that the most powerful weapon of anybody's arsenal is a crossbow. Right. And if you've actually ever used a crossbow, you'll know that they're absolutely bullshit garbage. You never want a fucking crossbow. Are they? Yeah, they're garbage. What the fuck? There's nothing that a crossbow does better than a regular bow. It literally, it makes everything about a bow worse for form factor. 
Is it easier to nope. shoot? Nope. No. Nothing. Really? Nothing is better about a crossbow. Is it? It's not easier to aim. Nothing is better about a crossbow. I literally like if you Google it, it's like because this is like the meme about the crossbow from from Walking Dead. It's like, like I forgot the guy's name, the hickey guy. Uh, Doesn't matter. That dude, whoever, all the girls love him because he's like the rebel of the group or whatever. Yeah, Daryl. Is that his name? I don't know. I think it's Daryl. He's got a crossbow in the show, right? And he's like, he kills so many zombies with it. And the thing about the crossbow is like, it's reloadable. You get your 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 arrow back. I mean, if it doesn't break, right? But anyway. And they shoot bolts, not arrows. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Crossbows do everything that a bow does, but worse. You okay. don't want a crossbow. And so the Japanese government agrees with me for that vo- for those very reasons. You're Google. You're trying to figure out what a crossbow is good at. They're not good for shit, man. This is five benefits of hunting with a crossbow. Easy to learn. Shoots like a gun. Accessible to all hunters. Excellent accuracy. Wait, wait, wait. Three sounds like it's just a made-up thing. What does that mean? Accessible know. to all hunters. What does that mean? Like, as opposed to... I don't know. I, I think this is comparing to a gun. Okay, we're, we're, you don't compare yeah. a crossbow to a gun. Yeah. Wait, well, okay. So, we, bows are superior to crossbows in every single way. If you've ever taken archery, if you show up to any, like, archery range with a crossbow, they'll just laugh at you. Okay. Just... Believe me on this one, okay? Okay. Sometimes I know what I'm talking about. This is one of those times, okay? Crossbows are garbage. Anyway, and I don't know why suddenly Japan was like, crossbows, you know, those should be illegal. And so there's a ban now for crossbows from March 15th. I was wondering why there were all those like pictures of crossbows around like the police uh, boxes and stuff like that. Have you seen them? Oh, recently? Yeah. Uh, Maybe because they're like, please turn them in. I mean, like you can get a permit to have it. Right, same as a gun. Same as a gun. You can actually own a gun in Japan. You just don't want to because it's incredibly frustrating and annoying. And this is actually how I think you're gonna. We can solve gun violence in America. Don't ban the gun. Just make it incredibly frustrating to have one. And then everybody would be like, I don't want to do that anymore. That's it. Just make it frustrating. It's like cigarettes. Make it hard to get cigarettes. If you can only get cigarettes from one store, it's really really far away from like you know that's like out in the middle of nowhere you have to drive to and you can only buy like two packs when you go there people will quit smoking because they'll be like fuck that's annoying yeah that's it just make it annoying that's outlawed i mean prohibition did not work we're like no no alcohol and they were like well just make alcohol without your permission in toilets and that's how people died and there wasn't that's how the mob started i mean that's a big big plus don't know how we went from crossbows to the mob but if you have a crossbow and you're living in japan just know one that it's an ineffective weapon that you should never have in the first place and two you should give it to the police because it's illegal now okay okay josh you're supposed to talk more i mean i'm just gonna keep talking sorry today today is a very early recording of small talk yeah i'm not a morning person yet here i am i'm present yeah well that's like a new thing to say right like don't just come to work be present what does that mean? Well, like, it literally there, means, men- means... Be there physically and mentally? Yeah, yeah. It means like actually check into work. But like when they say it, be present, I'm like, I am present. That's the meaning of the word. Mm. But anyway. Anyway, guys, uh, if you guys didn't know, we have a Patreon, which Josh runs. Yes, we do have a Patreon. And we actually have to... We have a we have a AMA after this that we're going to do for <laughs> our patrons. I like that word patrons. It just sounds like, you patrons. know... yeah. It sounds like you guys are patronizing us, but not, not in a bad way, in a good way. Yeah. Also makes me think of D&D, but I mean, a lot of things make me think of D&D. Oh, gosh. Because they're warlocks, and they have gods that are their patrons. Oh, okay, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> and you're making fun of me because I've never seen Titanic. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, comment below which is weirder, never having seen Zoolander or never having seen Titanic. Guys, it's totally Titanic is like the movie that you shouldn't watch. Well, I mean, I don't like the movie, but like everybody's seen Titanic. Look, what happened was is everybody watched it, okay? And like, I don't know, I just didn't get on the train somehow. Like didn't I wasn't get on there. the boat? Yeah, I didn't get on the boat. And then everybody had already seen it. So then the person, I, I don't like to watch movies by myself, especially like movies that are like rom-coms or romance movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's nobody to watch it with and everybody's already seen it. So it's just like, guess I'll never watch it. And that was 30 years ago. Okay. Well, one of your staff, uh, it's their favorite movie and they watch it like every month or something. Who is this person that I need to fire? <laughs> it's Joe. You're fired, Joe. <laughs> oh no. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> is it really her favorite movie? Yeah. She said she likes to watch it whenever she wants to cry. Do you have a movie like that? Uh, no. Do you? <laughs> the Notebook. The Notebook. The Notebook. Uh. <laughs> You've never seen that movie? I, I've only seen like random clips of it when my mom was like watching it on TV and every time I was just like, ugh. Watch it with your girlfriend. It's amazing. It's a great movie. Okay. It really is. It's like it, you get to the end of it and it's like the perfect romantic ending and you're just like crying and stuff and watch it with your... <gasps> Do I say Oh, it? wait. It's, by the way, I just remembered... Congratulations to Natsuki. Oh, I thought we were going to congratulate you. I guess we'll talk about this no. other time. Natsuki, good job. You made a baby. A second one. Second baby. Baby Yudi. I mailed her like after she had a baby. I was like, how are you feeling? She's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just broed her way through a pregnancy. She she sent me a picture. Uh, I think it was yesterday. And it was her first daughter. Here, I'll show it to you and I'll put it on the screen. But it's. See, she's not present in this picture. Yeah. This isn't the the absolute... I just don't think Shioti knows what's going on. She's just like, the fuck am I Shioti's doing Shioti's apparently watching YouTube. So. <laughs> Is she watching Tyler? Probably. Mm. Okay. Steppy kids. kids. Okay. And do we also congratulate the other thing, Mr. Josh? Uh, I mean, we don't have a good record on the show, track record on the show of this. Nah. Well, I'm going to say it. J Josh is engaged. Yeah, I did it. I was the one who proposed to. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I got so I knew that he was going to propose to his girlfriend for a while now, and like I even knew the date because he was like, "Oh, these two days I cannot oh, yeah. work." <laughs> that's that's why this episode of Small Talk is late. Last week I selfishly proposed to my girlfriend. Is that why? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and so he's like, "I cannot work on these two days." And I was like, "Okay," but here's the thing: when you're going to take a picture of your girlfriend in her new ring, <laughs> you got to make sure she's wearing makeup. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so they went to like an onsen bathhouse thing, right? And then like he waited till after the, like they showered and everything. We were like in their yukata. And he's like, now I'm going to propose and take a really well, like we no were in like a nice room with like a yukata. And it, it felt you didn't right. You do it at the aquarium? Anyways. <laughs> we can laugh about that now. You didn't do it at the aquarium? I, I, I mentioned that too have you been Why? to the aquarium since we did no. that <laughs> it's ruined for me i think it was ruined before that but still anyway congratulations josh and Godski uh on your on your developments uh is that what we're gonna call them developments life achievements dude they're like yeah they're like achievements in a video game yeah it's like Pachang. yeah it popped up that's cool well anyway I, I love josh's uh uh hopefully soon to be wife and uh, she's great, and you guys are great together. And Natsuki, I look forward to meeting your child, especially with Corona's a little bit, you know. Yeah. Be fun. Okay, guys. Uh, anyway, 
getting back to Patreon, if you would like to support uh, the new mother, uh, Natsuki, and soon to be new father, Josh. I'm not going to be a father just, soon. Just kidding. None of that money going to support a anything. Couple years. What do we do with that money? We, we buy coffee with it, I think. We right buy... now, it, I think it about covers our coffee bill. Coffee bill? Yeah, okay. So thank you. It, thank yeah, you for keeps us nice and caffeinated. Thank you very much. Now, we're just kidding. Uh, patrons, you guys, I mean, more than anything, it's the motivation that like you guys care. Uh, and so if you guys, if anybody out there wants to become a patron, you can, how? Link go below. To, yeah. Click on the link below or go to patreon.com slash small talk Japan. All one word, no numbers, anything. So like, you know, when I first became a patron of a couple of YouTube channels, like even if you're just giving them a dollar or something like that, you kind of feel like you're, I don't know what the word is. Like, you know, cause you like your creators on YouTube, right? Yeah. And you're like, I'm doing a little bit to help this person. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if enough people do that, then that person can just like have their career be making those videos. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot of YouTubers out there that do that. And it's just like, and some of them like, some of them like, oh, I only take patron like donations when I release a video and they like release like three videos a year. And it's mm. like, wow. Like, you know, people like that and they live off of that. Pretty mm. cool. Anyway. Thank you for the coffee, guys. And if you guys have any uh, questions or topic uh, suggestions or news stories that we missed, let us know in the comments, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. A thank you to all of our patrons. Jan Myler, Jen, Spiral in Your Eyes, and Justin Perkins. Thank you so much for supporting Small Talk Japan. You guys rock.